Lucy. And today we actually are very excited. Yes. Am I talking too loud, by the way? You are. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, because <laughs> we actually have our first time guest. So, do you want to introduce him, Marcy? How do I introduce him? That's a good question. I don't know. So How he, did you meet him? How did I meet him? I met him at church. He's a kind soul. He has a very generous heart. And he has a love for people. He does. He does. And drum roll that. Oh, shoot. His name is Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that an awkward like, conversation? I feel like you oversold me for sure. No, no I not think at all. I, like, I think oh. you old, undersold him. I did. Uh, so, hi, Nick. How are you? I'm good. How's everything? <laughs> good. We're excited to have you as our first time guest. I'm actually and excited. Yeah? yeah. And bearing with us to the tech. Oh, shoot. What's happening there? <laughs> okay, we're not going to look at it because it went away. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just over recording a track. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is going well. So we actually wanted to um, start with Nick because I think. I mean, I don't think I have had a lot of conversation with you about, you know, like how you got to Christ and everything. Um, but I know it's an interesting story because I've heard pieces here and there. So yeah. we actually wanted to kind of pick your brain on like, you know, obviously what your background was. And mm -hmm. well, so let's start there. Like what? Like That's how was growing up for you? Yeah, growing up. Let's start there. That's a really long. Well, okay, so give us, like, three or four, like, moments in your life as, a, like, growing up in your childhood that okay. kind of, like, marked your life. Um, like, okay, so maybe I should ask a question. Like, did you grow up in a Christian home? Like, was that a so thing for you? I, oh, I guess I kind of did. Um, my parents did instill, like, some sort of church base. Okay. So I do remember me being a kid and like doing the whole Sunday school and like coloring the pictures of David and, okay. um, you know, and, and, and I, I remember that, but it wasn't one of those things that stayed with me. Okay. Um, I think that after my parents split up, uh, I was around eight when that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, after they split up, there was very little like faith going around either on my mom's side or my dad's side um and it, it didn't really come religion in particular no no type of religion really touched my life until i was about 15 okay um and i think that's when i i think that's when i first kind of like had my aha moment okay um so i was 15 my mom uh, had just married my stepdad or was married to my stepdad for uh, maybe a year. It was fairly new. It wasn't, you know, I think it was like, yeah, it wasn't that new. Mm -hmm. um, and he was not a, a believer. He grew up in the Catholic church, but something somehow convicted my mom's heart to kind of give it another shot, give church another shot. And one of her friends, her old friends, actually was the first one who was like, hey, you should come to this church. Um so my mom kind of ran it by my stepdad. My stepdad fought it. She kind of like led it up to the, you know, kids to the side. We all kind of fought it. <laughs> None of us wanted to go. That's uh, amazing. And That's then, funny. And yet still we went. I think she just kind of was like, 
you know, um, screw well, it. She I'm said veto. Yeah, she like, said veto. I'm doing, I'm doing what it. I want. I don't care. So we ended up going, um, and it was really interesting because I got to the church. It was ma- back then. It was it had a massive parking lot, uh, and we parked like all the way in the back. And I'm I'm there walking. I'm grunting about it. I remember like, like oh this is so stupid. Like do I really have to go? And um, and almost immediately as I'm walking up, there was this culture of just running up and greeting people. Oh, okay. Um, so I had this this kid uh, named Eric Isaac. He actually uh, is a pastor now. He ran up to me and was like, hey, man, what's up? And, like, he was around my age, and I was like, what the junk is this? Like, why are you coming <laughs> up? Why are you talking to me? Um, and if you know me, I'm not, I'm a people person, but I'm also not a people person. I'm very – I have my moments where I'm just like, yo, don't talk to me. Don't be yeah. with me. Like, um, so – that was one of those cases and i just kind of remember like looking at him I'm like okay and immediately he introduced me to the youth pastor which back then was uh ray de armas who now mm-hmm. at this current moment is preaching at christ fellowship i believe okay um so i met him he invited me to the youth group and it was like kind of like a culture of just like being very open and friendly and mm-hmm. making you feel comfortable right um and prior to that, I mean, I know that we had hopped around from, you know, churches or whatever, but I never had experienced that yet. So I remember walking inside, and I can't explain it. This, You know, this is going to sound really um, – it's going to sound really like – every time I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, this is really goofy. But uh, I remember walking into the sanctuary, and I just remember feeling goosebumps and chills running down my spine. And I just kind of sat there thinking, I'm like, man – this is where I need to be. That's awesome. Right. And that was before anything, you know, I think at that time, uh, we had walked in, uh, we had walked in during worship, I believe. Um, and I just kind of looked at it and I was like, this is, this is kind of where I need to be. And then from that, it was kind of history. I think, uh, soon after that, actually right after that car ride, uh, or right after the church, I remember being in a car ride and my mom kind of looking at my sisters and was like, Hey, what did you guys think? Um, and I remember not answering. I was just kind of like really mute. And she asked like my sister V, she asked my sister Jackie and they're like, uh, it was whatever. You know, she looked at my stepdad and she was like, he was like, well, what do you think? And my stepdad was like, not for me. And then my mom kind of at the very last moment, she's like, Nick, are we going to go back or, or, or that's it. And I looked at her and I just remember telling her, I was like, no, we have to go back. Like, it's one of those things that we have to. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after I got, I, I started going to youth group, um, you know uh, a kid named josh who's preaching up state somewhere um he kind of led me through the whole walk and the whole prayer and um and then right after that i got baptized and i remember that was one of the happiest moments and i think prior to that i was i was dealing with a lot of like dad issues my mom right. my stepdad all of that um and it was really just the weight off my my shoulder um and then what's funny is that though, like I, I joke with my family because I really am like the prodigal son type. Like throughout, if you look at my life, that my, that that was one defining moment, but that wasn't the last defining moment. Right. Correct. Um, you know, shortly after that, I got you know once I got into my senior year of high school and, and college, like I quickly left, you know, church and I quickly left like church leadership and mm-hmm. and doing everything I already had dedicated so many years to doing. Right. Uh, I was 18, I think, when I left. So that's, what, four years? No, five. Yeah, like three, four years. 
No, after. 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 after 15, right? Yeah, 15, 16, 17, 18, three years. So I, w- I was heavily dedicated. I breathed, slept, drank church. Like I was there Monday right. through Friday, like every day after high school, every day, like I would walk and I would make it a point. At, at some point, I remember living towards um, like Tamiami Airport mm-hmm. and I would walk from like all the way from there down to like one, I think it's like 147th and 88th. Yeah. And I would walk just because I wanted to. So so I have a question there. Yeah. Did you see church in those four or five years? Did you see it as an escape? I didn't, so I don't, I think it was an escape, but I don't think that's how I saw it. You didn't see it like that in that moment. But now looking back, do you think that that's what it was? Like, okay, this is going on or I'm overbeared and um, let me just go do this. I don't think it was that. I think I think it was a natural escape okay. from what I was going through, um, but it definitely was like it was really authentic, really true. I think okay. the reason why I left really was because so the reason why I left was because I saw those same guys that preached to me that were there that that mm-hmm. mentored me, mm-hmm. who even baptized me. Um, I saw them turn their cheek on our pastors and 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 really like really like talk down about them okay yeah. and for me i was kind of like okay well in my head i couldn't see anything that they were doing was wrong it was all about leadership it was all about who was going to be the next youth pastor it was all about like position right it was all about position and I, I i was able to see through that and when i realized that that's what it was i think in that moment i kind of stepped back like and i just realized like i didn't realize i think i stepped back and just questioned like, okay. is this what church really is about? Like, on is it just the facade of just power and, and position? Mm-hmm. Going and, after and the titles? Politics? Right. Um, and I kind of, once I realized that, I was like, well, if that's the case, this isn't for me. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy who just runs after a title. And then at the same time, I don't want to be the guy who has a title and is now heartbroken because some kid all wants a title. And because right. you don't give it to them, they're going to. You know, throw a temper tantrum. Right. Uh, so I saw a lot of my friends, people I grew up in the faith with, people who, I mean, we would lead Bible studies together. We're talking like, you know, I, I was I was very very heavily involved in biblical studying, and even back then, even back then, I knew I was going to be a pastor at some point. Um, I think that when I saw all of that happen, I just kind of was like, well, y'all are fake. <laughs> you and, saw and, it. You saw you know, through them. Yeah, and and I think that if the minute I saw that, I was like, well, if y'all are fake, then is this really what I want? And, right. and am I gonna forever leave? Like, if I'm gonna, if I know I want to be a pastor, am I forever gonna be leaving or leading a fake life? Right. You know, do I really want to be the the type of person who acts like everything has it together, and then you know, in front of the congregation, but then like when I'm away, all I really care about is power and position and money and you know do i really want to be that so i think that that's really what led me astray uh and i remember i remember arguing with god i'm like lord like i don't i don't want to be that and i'm not going to be what you call me to be if that's what it is um so i kind of just like fought it and and i remember thinking like you know what whether or not like you, you always have a day debate whether you're predestined or free willed but i always thought well one or the other i'm like if i can walk away i'm predestined to walk away yeah and then i was like if i have the free will well then god this is me walking away from you like i don't want to be in a position where 
I can either get hurt or I can even further hurt people by acting like something I'm really not. Right. Yeah. So So how did you, um, because you said that even back then you knew you would be a pastor. Like, how how did that kind of come about? Was it like in the... How did you know? Like, yeah. How did you know? Man, I wish I could tell you. I think... No, I mean, I I think I think people when they think about the call, like let's say pastor, I yeah. think that they mystify it. Yeah. I think like they're they're like thinking like I'm gonna be in my room and the Lord is gonna open the heavens over my head and He's gonna say this is my pastor, you yeah. know, kind of thing. But it's it's like, not even like that's the funny thing. I don't even like the title. I hate the title. I know that sounds really bad. Mm-hmm. I don't even now I, I don't want that title because I understand the responsibility of it mm-hmm. when I was younger it wasn't about me I was terrified of public speaking like I didn't like to public speak and on the contrary the minute I be decided that this was what God had wanted for me or the minute I realized this is what God had wanted for me I actually started taking steps to be a public speaker so like in high school I joined the debate team because well you have to be good at public speaking mm-hmm. okay so when did you okay so when did that start this was like this was like a year after so I got saved I got saved at like 15 like 14 yeah 14 15 and then a year later I was at camp and I remember we were up in uh, North Carolina I think it was we were up in North Carolina and there was a beautiful mountain scenery. It was a cross. My pastor comes up, and he was like, you know, some of you guys don't know God and gave an invitation, right, to know God. And then he was like, you know, but I strongly believe that some people you, like here, are called for full-time ministry. And I understood what full-time ministry yeah. was. So I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, if that's you, stand up. And it wasn't something that, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's not something mystifying, but right. I just, I didn't, I don't remember standing up. I don't remember, like, that's me. Like, it was <laughs> yeah, one of those it's, things it's, where it's like. So it's not like angels came down no, and picked you up and, no. and took you up there. I think in that moment, I just knew it, okay. it, it clicked. When he'd said that, it just, in my head, I'm like, yes. Like, that is, that is what is going, like, that is what God's calling me, me to do. And, and I think that it all really culminated by people also speaking it into my life yeah right so like even before that even as i was a little kid people had always been praying for me always you know kind of lifting me up and uh my mom loves to say you know when you know she prayed for my my mom and my dad to have a boy and then you know if that would happen she would make sure that i grow up in the faith i also think that that's part of why she was so adamant about always pushing me towards god Mm. um but as i as i think as i grew up uh, there was a lot of people just speaking things into my life of just like hey look you're gonna do so much good like that is just who you are and i don't remember believing it as a kid but right. i think that as i started get connecting with the church i started to realize the two pieces of like oh that they're right this is really my heart yeah i might not have recognized it before but this is really my heart and then i started recognizing my love for the faith and i was like oh oh well then they they really do meet right, right. like that's awesome um and I think that it wasn't anything like I would love to sit there and be like, yeah, I prayed for like and I fasted. <laughs> and, and it was one of those things that like, oh, you know, but it really wasn't. And I right. think that it was reassuring to me because as I continued to walk in the faith, even when I left after college, I think that there was always a pull in my heart. And I always felt God really tugging me back to the faith and saying, hey, look, that this this life isn't for you. Like, I want to bring you 
you know, back home. It's like that nagging thing that you're like, oh, just no. Yeah. Put you it ch- away. You, put it you away, choose put to it look away. the other way, but it's pulling you. Yeah. I, I remember I remember even my worst days of like, you know, doing hood stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I so praying about that. <laughs> hood so stuff. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject there. Yeah. So 18 happened. You stepped down. What happened? So did did you just step down and just be like, okay, I'm gonna be a heathen? I bro, I did, I did oh, like so I, didn't even, I didn't even I didn't even like officially step down. <laughs> I was I saw you, everything. You happen. ghosted. You I ghosted. ghosted I ghosted everybody, dude. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll I, be back. I was no. yeah, I, and my parents were still going. It wasn't like and my like we're all like they all know who I am. They know my parents. They know my sisters. Right. My sister at that time was also a, a, a leader. So, like, there was this big tie of just, like, doing ministry as a family. Uh, and then when they when, when the church split happened, I was like, yo, I'm out. Like, this is it. <laughs> I didn't say anything. And I was living with my mom at that time. And I remember telling her, I was like, hey, I don't want to – like, I, I expressed exactly how I felt. I was like, I don't want to go to church. These are the reasons. Like, I just see it as hypocritical. Like, I saw my own leaders who, who baptized me, spoke life into me, who, who were constantly, you know, telling me to live like Jesus – in my eyes, commit one of the worst sins possible. Right. Dividing a church, talking slanderous against somebody who's speaking life into you on a very consistent basis. Like, there's no... Like, in my head, I'm like, yo, you guys had to really break his heart like that. Uh, right. And that's completely counter to what Jesus Christ wants. Right. So for me, in my head, I was like, yo, this is not what I want to do. So I literally dipped. I didn't I didn't comment to anybody. I remember the you pastor. You didn't even son, give a two week notice? Dude, nothing. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I do remember uh, Mike um, called me. Uh, who, he's actually the senior pastor now uh, at the same church. He, he called me. He was away in Liberty and he was like, dude, what's up? And I just remember telling him, I was like, listen, I'm, I'm not about it. Like, I, I just can't. And I told him why, and he was like, I understand, I love you, as long as you're not doing this to hurt my dad. And I was like, no, like, I love him, I see him as a, a father. Like, when my dad wasn't there, he was there. Right. So I was like, yeah, I really, so I, I just dipped. I dipped, I went to Miami-Dade, got my AA, started at FIU. Your AA in what? In uh, pre-law. I wanted to be oh. a lawyer. Oh. Yeah. So I, I you said I'm gonna take my debate classes to the next level. Next <laughs> level. Yeah, man. He, he's he's one to walk into the path. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love <laughs> politics. I I, I, I love story. politics. I love. I just, I don't speak about it, but no, I, I love neither. it. No, me neither. Oh, actually, kind of do. <laughs> that's a different story. We're not gonna. Okay, so you now. went to Miami Dade and you got yeah. your A for a lawyer. Yeah, it's, uh, in pre-law. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you went to FIU, and what happened I there? I started doing FIU. I, was, I started, I had joined a fraternity. I was living my... The life, I was, yeah, quote-unquote. Li- yeah, the best life, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I so was I have a question there. You were a frat boy? I was. So oh. how, how was your initiation? Can you talk about that? <laughs> I can't. I, there's, there's not a lot. They would still come lot. after you? No, it's not that. Well, it's they just, are lawyers, you know. It's, res- it's respect. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have a question. Would you do it again, though? Being who I am, so here's the thing, though. Like, I I still talk to those brothers, a a few of them. Um, One of them's birthdays was like two days ago. So like, I I love on them, and they know, you know, I'm I'm you know upcoming pastor. They know that I lead, you know, the youth director at my church. They know, like, they keep up with everything I do. Um, 
so on one end i'd be like yeah man like those are friendships i bonded forever and, and i love them to death and there was a lot of lessons learned okay. you know a lot of things that i was able to push my limits on and and build my professional portfolio and and, and you know do all of those things on the other hand i look at them like was it a hundred percent necessary not so much like there's there's things i could have avoided right um but i mean you know, it happened. It happened. It, it happened. I don't regret it. Um, I love my brothers. Uh, you know, they're, they're some of the finest dudes that I, I've met and, and been honored to, to walk life with, you know. So. Okay. So at what point? So you're going through that. You're going. You're in frat. What is it? Frat school or something? No, like he's, no he, he was a frat boy. Oh, okay, a frat, frat boy. Yeah. You were a frat boy. That's going on. So uh, how old are you at this point? I had to be, t- yeah, yeah. I definitely had to be twenty-one. I, I would think so, right? I would, Hopefully. I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, I, I would the have to be, oh, yeah. I would have out. to be twenty-one. I would ha- yeah, I definitely should have been twenty-one. Um, so we'll go with I was twenty-one. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was just doing college life. Right. I wasn't even thinking, and that's another interesting story. I didn't plan on going to, to college. I actually planned on just joining. Um, like right after joining the Marines, and I could actually see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried could totally see that. Fun facts: I've tried joining the Army, Marines, and the Air Force. Tried up to like what point? Yeah, what does that mean? I've taken my ASVAB test. I've done like there, there's I've I've tried. Like it's not something that I haven't tried. Like I, so, but what's happened? Like, have you been denied? Have you not passed? I've or have you just? Mm. I've, be, I've been denied for a few different reasons. You know, um, the party life, I was honest on my ASVAB and they were like, oh, you can't do that. Or not my ASVAB, I was honest with the recruiter. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, we can't have that. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Wait, but I thought that they're like, kind of like, oh, we correct behavior. So. Uh, to a point, I guess. So, so the reality is in my past, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie and say I'm a saint. In my past, Nobody there is. was, there was like drug use involved. Okay. And when you're honest about that, they're not, they're not. They're not going like they don't accept it. I tried the Marines and that was the first one I tried. And so that you go to the, so they th- let's say you, you went to the Marines and you said, oh, actually, no, I didn't do drugs just I to see if you know, no, they I, got I, you. I didn't lie. I, I just oh, okay. I was very truthful. I was like, hey, look, we ran through everything. I did my ASVAB. Uh, you know, we talked about the potential job I would have. They mm-hmm. asked me to fill out a form. That form asked if I've ever done drugs. And I was like, yeah, I was like, why am I going to lie about that? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we oh. can't. So, and they're like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> they well, denied me. They missed out. Yeah, for real. Uh, yeah. But really didn't yeah. because uh, that it, was God. But uh, yeah, I continue to see it as God. Afterwards was the army. And then under Obama's administration, I think he had cut off all, like he closed the government for like a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And in that yeah. time, I was in the process of doing all of that. And my recruiter, Shayab, looked at me as like, don't bother. We don't know when we're gonna when, when we're gonna ba- open up again. And he's like, that being said, I don't even know if we can pay you or we can give you bonus. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even try. I was like, all right, peace. Oh wow. So that's what happened. And right after that, which was the most interesting fun fact, was that I hadn't up until that point I hadn't applied for date. I didn't plan on going to college. Right. My goal was military, um, and somehow some way it really i see it as a godsend right 
uh, somebody had applied for Miami Dade for me. Somebody had sent my transcripts, my high school transcripts, and somebody what? had already done my financial aid, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Like super. <laughs> Why does this happen? Okay, but wait, like, because you know that stranger or I don't, I don't, I don't know. All I, all I know is I, I got an, um, a letter in the mail, and my mom was like, "Oh, like you have mail." I was like, "Oh, at that age, I was like, I don't receive mail." All right, cool. So I opened it up. <laughs> And it was like, oh, Miami Dade, you've been accepted. Congratulations. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't accepted. I was like, I never even applied. And I was like, that was not. How did they get your transcripts? Because you know they have to show up and they have to, you have to show, like, to yes. somebody you. seal your identity. I don't know, man. All I know is that. And put their picture on them. I contacted, I contacted um, Miami Dade. I walked in. And all I had to do is show my ID. I think it was like sign a piece of paper and then choose my classes. That's probably that that's probably the step the other person couldn't do. It's like I don't have <laughs> right, a picture. Like, I, don't have, oh, no. I don't have an ID, so I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm very confused as to how they get your transcripts. I don't know how they got my transcripts. I don't even know how they get filled out financial aid for me. I'm exactly. like, yo, what, how do you get my social? <laughs> um, sure, it wasn't your mom. <laughs> no, no, she she legally you can't. So I was just kind of like, man, that's so interesting. That's so funny. All I remember was going to date. Uh, and my mom and my mom was like, "Hey, you should just figure out like, you know, if you like what it takes to to go to college." Like, right. my mom wasn't a college grad. Like, I was officially the first ever college graduate in my family, so I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, sure, I'll check it out." And when I went in there, they were like, "Oh, yeah, everything's done. You just have <laughs> to you just have to sign your your. Uh, I think it was like accept the the grants that you'll get." Yeah. And like the loans you'll get. It's and like, then put like, your fingerprint here. Yeah. And, and welcome. Then, right. And then choose your classes. Go see an advisor and choose your classes. Like, oh. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to college. That <laughs> that's was it. so good, though. That was it. For real. That's funny. Well, it, I think it's safe to the work. Yeah. I mean. And the second guessing of like, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do this kind it, of thing. It did. It, so I look back now and I'm like, yo, everything that's happened has to have been God. There's no other yeah. explanation yeah. for it, right? Like, the the reality is i i left when i even when i left i learned something valuable the first time around about leadership mm-hmm. and and really about what leadership was the second time around i learned what it what it really means to burn out right mm-hmm. you're doing ministry so much you burn out like how to keep yourself from burning out yeah. and then now this is my third time around hopefully my last uh and <laughs> well and you I'm got a lot of years good. to go but yeah. i know man i know <laughs> okay so fiu happens fiu happens uh i drop out because at the time i was i was with a girl uh, i was engaged to a girl mm-hmm. um she had a um we had made an agreement she got injured on the job she was trying to figure out how to cope with that uh, I decided because she couldn't work, we were at that time living together and I was like, Hey, don't worry. Like, I'll just take on a second job. You focus on your school, focus on getting better. And I'll just, you know, I'll just drop the semester. So I did that. Uh, and, but, then and at this point you're still not going to church, not anything. at this point, I'm not going to church. Okay. Well, we had, this is, so this is after the second time. So before FIU, I went back, I got back into ministry for about mm-hmm. a year and a half, two years, did a couple min- uh, mission trips with her, um, and we were both involved, and then I just got burnt out. Okay, so you just opened a door for me. Yeah. Was she in church prior to you? No. So you did missionary dating? I did missionary oh. dating. Oh, yeah. we were talking about this yeah, right I, now. Yeah, I, I, I did missionary <laughs> dating. It was funny because 
I met her through one of my frat brothers. And I remember, I remember Okay, hold on. Can you explain what missionary dating is? Oh, yeah, because, you know. Yeah, missionary yeah, dating. Yeah, this is very mission- important, actually. Yes. <laughs> missionary dating is when you think you can save somebody by dating them. Oh, I'm going to date this person and then bring them to church and then they'll get saved. Right. It doesn't work. Like, I, I've never. never. I've never. I think the, f- the only time I, I heard a story, something resembling missionary dating was with Adam and Brooke, mm. where, like, they they started dating and then like and it also happened to Juan actually and Nikki where they they started dating then they broke up because the females were smart about it and they're like yo we can't be with you you're not a Christian you're not gonna ever change yeah. and both of them really had to come to Jesus meeting and now are like killing it within the ministry fields right uh, but that's like the only resemblance but then it was also like they they came to their wits right the girls came to their wits and like no nah, this is this is not gonna happen. Uh, and then there was a turnaround. Most of the time, that doesn't happen. It's so rare because it's it's like it's like you're creating a rule based on an exception. Right. You you really are making an ultimatum for them without mm-hmm. intentionally making an ultimatum because you yeah. know in your heart you're not supposed to be doing it. Right. But then you're doing it because you, you heard the story. Really cute. They're, you like them. Like oh my god. Like I can probably change them. Mm-hmm. But then like it's the same concept. Like can you really change anybody? Yeah. I no. think that's a, I, again, and it's funny because it's a trap I think most women fall into because we tend to be kind of like a fixer. Yeah. Right. Like we have that mentality of like, let's say you're organizing a party, and so the woman's like, "Okay, what do you need?" And then they start shuffling to get everything going for the party, <laughs> and we have that mentality when it's like, "No, like I cannot, I could barely change myself." So they they go into like seeing the prospect. Like oh, this right, because we this tend is to possible this can happen, right. and it's and it's like, but why? It's like, why do we choose to do that to ourselves? I think for for me, so I had dated her. This is this is. I'm oh, well, in this case, we have the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, yeah. So, so give the, us the your re- perspective. The then. He was the missionary, <laughs> right? I w- so the reality was this: I dated her after. No, I dated her before me going back to church. And then I think a part of me got convicted. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of realized that I had to go back. Like I had to make that step to reconcile my relationship. Um, and I I used my fraternity brothers as like billboards. Uh, you know, I talked to them or bouncing boards, whatever you call it. And I was just expressing like how I felt. And all of them, not all of them, but most of them kind of grew up somewhat in a faith and they were all kind of like, yeah, Jaded. you should probably, probably just go seek it out. Like, if that's what makes you happy, fam, you should just go. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I went back to church, and me and her, at the time, we were we were sleeping together. We were, we were together. Right. And I felt so convicted. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember going up to her. I was like, hey, look, I can't do this no more. And she was like, what? And I was like, I can't do this no more. I know it's going to sound crazy, but, like, I need to go back to church. <laughs> and then she was like, what? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I, I got to go back to church. Like, you know, I'm, you know, you don't like I'm not asking you to come with. Like, don't worry about it. Because I knew what missionary dating was at that time. Mm. And I left and we split up. And then afterwards, I think that um, I kind of I almost got into a head on car collision. And I think that the first person I called, or I know the first person I called was her at that moment. Yeah. And this was like months after. And I was like, Hey, like this just happened to me. I don't know why, but the first person I thought of was you. And I was like, you want to go meet up, go grab a burger. And she was like, sure. 
we met up. It was really awkward at first, and I just was honest with her. I was like, listen, this is what I'm about. She went to a Christian high school. Okay. Uh, so she was like, I'm aware of the faith. Like, I get it. She's like, but I don't necessarily believe what you're doing. And I was like, okay, well, if you're ever interested, just come by the church. Mm-hmm. She came by the church. She never even walked in the fir- first, like, three times. She just met me in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's go eat. That counts. Um, in, 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 my like, head, in my head, I was sign. like, she, she showed up. She's, she she's showed up. in the territory. Right? I think that's really what it was. I was closer. like, she's there. It counts. It's it's going to happen. Um, the Holy Spirit's like, going to come any like she second. Parked, she parked borderline of, the, like, the fence. Yeah. And you're like, just, just, just drive a little bit more. Two pitos. So I, I was honest with her. I think I, I think at one point I even told her, I was like, hey, look, this is my life. I knew I was called to be a pastor. I'm going to follow that path. Mm-hmm. If you want to be with me, if you want to seek that, like that's up to you. But know that like that requires like coming to the faith, getting yeah. baptized, doing all that stuff. And she was like, yeah, I'm down for it. And I think at that moment I was like, all right, cool, bet. That wasn't a red li- a red flag for you, like it, it wasn't for at that moment. It wasn't. It's like, um, hey, this is my list of things, the requirements. And then she was like, yeah, I'll be that. And I'm like, yes, um, <laughs> that's all I needed. This is how it happens. <laughs> and I saw, I thought that that was it's her the coming. parking lot. Yeah, I thought that was like her coming to Jesus moment. I'm like, yes, this is what it is. Um, you're like, I'm such an evangelist, <laughs> right? Oh, it's amazing. Not a pastor, actually. And then. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it just, it didn't go well from, I, we, we, we had like a year or two in the ministry, mm-hmm. us doing missionary trips, um, us really, you know, doing amazing things for the Lord, mm-hmm. but a part of me didn't feel right. Right. Uh, and then I was doing so much. I almost felt like I was working my way to reconcile for the past. I the reason why I had left and how I felt like how in my head, I felt like I abandoned God. So you wanted to compensate your going away with your works. Right. So performance. I, identity. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it was, it was that. And I think I got burnt out mm-hmm. and I left and did you ghost this time or did you give notice? I, I didn't. I actually throughout the whole time I was talking to you were Mike, giving signs. It wasn't, he, was, <laughs> he was the one who was actually telling me like, yo, like, I love you. I get it. I know you're going through a rough time. I know you're burnt out. I know you're living in the world. I know you're parting. I know you're doing all this. Mm. He's like, oh, okay, hold on. So home. you just, you just said something. So you were trying to make up with works. Right. And you were still partying hardcore. No, no. I ended up leaving. So, so the way it happened was that like, I, I didn't ghost this time. I just, I got burnt out. And as I left, so you asked, you asked for a vacation started. Yeah. I I think, I think it was, I was very upfront with Mike at first and I was like, listen, this is what I'm feeling. And he was like, okay, well I get it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to take a leave of absence. I'm not going to stop Sundays though. And he was like, I get it. And then I slowly start, stopped going on Sundays the time my girl didn't want to go anymore either and i was like all right like cool she'd rather like she it started off with like hey let's go grab brunch instead like instead of Mm. you know going to sundays let's go Mm. grab morning mimosas and i was like i'm about that like let's go to the beach let's hang out let's yes (laughs) and that's how it slowly progressed into much more dangerous things but the whole time i was doing that mike was really a friend and he was just sitting there like hey look i love you care for you i know you're doing these things so can you say would you say that it was easier for her to lure you out so than for easier. you to pull her in so much easier 
So and and I I didn't well, realize that. Well, she couldn't at first. pull him in because she wasn't. I mean, in him 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 yeah. pulling her in. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not. I, I think for me it was so easy for that to happen, um, and I realized that much later, like after right. we split up. Eventually, I got engaged to her. Like we had moved in together. There was like this moment of like, hey, look, we're actually going to go the distance, um, and I really think that the foundation we had set up from the very beginning you know you have to remember i was sleeping with her before we even came back to god or i came back to god right the foundation wasn't on god it was it was on us sleeping together right right it was on us living in the world and me trying to kind of sweep that under the rug and be like oh no i'm gonna put god here yeah like it didn't really help at all it's like then, putting the room, but clean it, clean it, clean yeah. it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stuff everything under the it's bed. Like, like, it's like okay. my mom's coming. Yeah, <laughs> hide everything in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think, um, I don't think me leaving church helped either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she never, she never. I don't feel, and I could always be wrong, you know. I don't feel like she really pursued continual growth in the church. I feel like the minute she had a way out, she was like, all right, let's go. Right. Um. And don't get me wrong, like, I, I cared about her. Right. You know, the time we spent was great. But growing up now, I'm kind of looking at it, I'm like, yeah, God, I, I see what happened there. Right. And it, ultimately, it was, it was a massive lesson that I learned. And really, I just learned how to properly even love, like, more. Right. At that time, you know, my sense of love was very conditional. I didn't have patience. I didn't have any of those things. I was very like, oh, whatever. Um, with her, I think that I learned a lot of like, okay, well, yeah, love is, you know, love is fun and game sometimes. And yeah, it can, it can be a great thing, but there has to also be this gentle touch. Right. You know, this caring, this compassion. Like long suffering. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. And I think that, um, as I as I grew away from her, I also just kind of realized that like, you know, the fundamentals weren't even there. Yeah. You know, yeah, she grew up, you know, she grew up Catholic. Yeah, she, you know, was attended Westminster High. Yeah, she understand the, the presentation of the gospel, but she never really gave her life over. Yeah. Right. Um, and whether or not she did while we were together or that in between. Um, that's for the Lord to right. know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really there's know. no judgment there. Uh, but but that foundation wasn't there. Um, yeah. So we quickly kind of just went our separate ways, and and so um, is that when you kind of, I guess, if you be well, like redirected back. Yeah, that was a huge pivotal moment. You have to understand, I'm living with her. I have my job. I have what I think is going to be a family. We're, you know, we're doing so many things collectively together, and for it to just split apart. I think, like I think, in all honesty, I felt like a failure. Right. Um, I remember, you know, reading scriptures when I was young and, and remembering that like a man is supposed to lead mm-hmm. the household and, mm-hmm. and and he is all accountable for his wife's sins even and and there's this overarching theme of the man should take care of the family and, and make sure that it doesn't lead to failure and and after I left, I just felt that much of a failure. I'm like, man, I tried to make it work, but it didn't work. Yeah. Am I gonna am I gonna be a crappy husband in the future? Am I, what what is gonna happen? Um, I feel like that's something that people don't understand. Um, like when you start a relationship that way, and you go down that path, 
you don't really in the moment you're not thinking of the repercussions no, that it really all. does to uh, your identity because then yeah. you're like everything like if you will get pulled under the rug and then you're like oh my god i am like the worst person in the whole wide world yeah. and then the lord has to kind of come in and like literally clean house yeah and yeah. that process is brutal it's so brutal i left there i left there completely destroyed i remember going back to church and the fir- and it, it, I think it clicked again. I think that was a huge pivotal moment too. My pastor was preaching and he was he said something. He's like, "Hey, have you guys ever heard um, the analogy grab the bull by the horns?" And he's like, "Well, have you ever thought that you're the bull and God is is the man just grabbing you and he has to sometimes forcibly turn you around?" Mm. Oh wow, that's good. And I just sat there and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he kind of followed up. He's like, "You know, sometimes he's like, you know, you have either two ways. You either can come to God humble or God can humble you." Yeah, and I think I'd rather that, humble myself. Oh man, and it sucks. That's like the worst it, thing it is. ever. But the other co- the other side of the coin, it's, it's much, so much worse. More it is. I, I remember leaving there, and I'm like, well, okay. And I, I quit my job. I quit. Like I, I moved back with my mom, and I was like, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work for the church. I'm gonna work free. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna dedicate the rest of my life to God. And my mom was happy. My friends thought I was crazy. Yeah. Like. It was is one that of those your things. second coming back or that was my third and final that was like literally that was it i think i came back um i went back to the same church dedicated myself over there uh worked as their creative guy um and and like their creative and media guy and communications all that fun stuff uh and then <laughs> and then from there i, I decided i was going to go back to, to school so i went to tiu trinity international university to to pursue like a theological degree mm. um and then yeah and then i think catching up i at some point i, I decided hey look i want to learn from new leadership not the same and so i went to calvary and then um and then god kind of called me back to the church and then uh to the one that you started at the, the one i originally started at oh wow so, i didn't know that. so where are you now the church i originally started at when i got when i got saved wow. at 15 yeah, so I'm back full there circle. now, so full circle. I started off being the youth. Now I'm the youth director, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, like you, you start to see all the pieces kind of come together, and you're like, yeah. oh, it's one of those things where it's like, as it's going on, you're sitting there like, why God? Why is this happening? Right. And then now you're looking back, you're like, I got it. Dope. Like that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. So what, what is it now? Like who is Nick now today? I don't. I'm. I am. Nick somebody, is in process, Mercy. I'm, I'm in process. <laughs> I'm somebody who is still learning, still growing. I think that um, my dedication to the faith is is stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. I think throughout the time, I've learned what it really means to be humble upon the Lord, and really to not rely on your own strength. Yeah. Um, and even looking back, my family. You know, especially the men in my family tend to be very prideful, tend to be very like they struggle with humility. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that um, God used those examples to or, or use those those seasons in my life to train me for the man I might become tomorrow. Um, right now, man, I just I am somebody who's just doing what God's called me to do. So, so good. I work awesome. at I work at Trinity as their marketing director. Love that job, killing that job. Hopefully, I don't know. Uh, and I if you're their boss, you know, review him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kidding. Uh, and then I am 
the youth director i'm getting i'm in the process of getting ordained so eventually i'll have the title pastor sweet um and then and then he yeah. gives good me- he gives good messages though by the way he does i've, I, I've heard you but you know um, what i don't think it's uh, even like the preaching i mean like i've seen you like when you came to calvary and i would tell mercy all the time like i'm like dude that is a pastor right there it was just the way that you operated how you speak to people like the way that which is what pastors do they He's like caring they shepherd people but, through but the see, process i think that's what it is i think that when you see a calling there could always be an internal calling mm-hmm. but if other people outside can't see that and and they can't see you become a pastor then you have to question your your calling itself absolutely right like uh, there was oh man i forgot who who said it. i think it was a jeremy foster um who said there or, or ravi i forgot who said it but it was basically like this uh on a sunday he had somebody from his congregation run up to him and said pastor pastor uh god has called me to preach this sunday you're you you're supposed to let me preach and he looked at the, the member and he's like well i guess god forgot to tell me that wow yeah. um and it was just one of those things where it was like oh okay like you have to be able to see the calling other people have to be able to see the calling as well yeah. just because you feel it doesn't mean it's anything it's not right. sufficient you know? well because it might not be the time because same right. thing right like the bible says that jesus grew up in favor of man mm-hmm. and of god right and a lot of times the god part happens between you and him and it's not evident because he's building things in right. you yeah and so we rush the process because we're like oh i'm supposed to be the pastor i'm supposed to lead this and then you start nitpicking your pastors because in your eyes quote unquote you're the pastor right and which is like you are but it's just not right now yeah so but yeah i will always tell mercy that i'm like that's a pastor right there <laughs> i'm dead serious all but the what time I, but what i love about him is is the fact that i've had conversations with you yeah and i think i i'm just like I know that I can go to him and I'm going to get a blunt answer mm-hmm. and I know it's going to be the right answer because you'd speak wisdom. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. No, Hopefully. You, no do. you do. You do. The right you speak wisdom. <laughs> like, Remember, I'm only a man. I don't, I don't No, well, <laughs> It's not like I'm going to go for you like, Everything. you know, decide my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you do. Speak to God on my you behalf. You do give the, Yeah. It's like intercede for me. <laughs> Holy Spirit is you, Nick. <laughs> But but no, you you have wisdom, and I think that you know God honors that. Absolutely, and He honors the calling in your life. Yeah. And I want to thank you for being here with us yeah. tonight. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank and you. where can people follow you? Yeah, where can they find <laughs> you? Uh, I think. Do you have an Instagram? I do. I have. I have an Instagram. Uh, it's at I am Nick underscore h or no i am underscore nick h that's what it is i am underscore nick we'll h. link it yeah uh, if i could figure out how to do it we'll, <laughs> we'll try we'll find it yeah. we'll find you so they could find you i would also say follow me on facebook and twitter but like uh, i'm not about that i barely even post on my instagram i'm not <laughs> well maybe we should start because you know let people know that's true that's true especially <laughs> especially yeah I, I, yeah. I might I might start making it a little bit more active. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you so much, Nick. And that is it. See you next Oh, But remember to subscribe. Okay. To subscribe, like, like and share. Subscribe, like and share. There you go. Thank you so, guys. Mercy and Bye.